Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense to me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Okay, so we know that passage, and obviously as we stand in a diverse group of people, uh, the question will be, again, how do we interpret this? How do we come about? I mean, what would have been, uh, you know, your point and, 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 and all of that? He, it's his point. So let, 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 me, let me hear his point. So what, what, what is the point there? It's not my point. It was Willie. It's Willie, but what is Willie's point? Willie, what is your point? Go ahead. Well, that, that obviously Peter is a Christian, was a Christian. And what he was asking God to do was evil. That he, he was asking the, the Lord Jesus to do evil. Now, those of you who are close to the microphone and the camera here, you can speak at your normal voice. If you're far away, speak up. If you have a loud voice, don't speak up. We're good. Uh, let me let me see. So so so, what were you asking? Uh, were you asking something in reference to that? No. Okay. Go go ahead, Paul. Okay. Well, in First John chapter three, verses eight through ten, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them, and they cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Point. This is the message you Okay, wait, wait, wait. That, so, to make your point, because remember, well, we got a short time. Okay, well, Go ahead, if what? God's seed is in me, the devil's seed can't be there at the same time. So, so I'm not going to continue sinning, but he does oppress me, and I've gotten where I caught on to his tricks faster, and I said, devil, I'm not going to go there. So, you know, he does oppress me. Okay, so 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 the, the 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 point that Paul is making today is still that this is not something that is on the possession side. Now we have to define possession. So how do you define possession? We have to define that, and then there was a discussion. And we have to define Christian also because you know who is a Christian, and so you get into all the nuances of how that works out. Uh, uh, but but in the sense of, of of possession, now remember what I what I said earlier. If you're going to give 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 us give us not a, a story, give us a Bible verse, and and then give us your explanation. And you have to keep it short because this is a 15 minute video, so you can't you can't take seven minutes to do it. Uh, so so what what the point here is on this passage then is the idea that. That if God indwells in you, then you you do not have room for someone else or something else to to be in you. And then, of course, but we did not answer what his question was. That, that the thing that he brought about, what he brought about was that how can Peter, a Christian by everybody's uh, question, including 
you know, the scholars have, how can that passage say that he said something and the, and the Lord said, get thee behind me, Satan. Well, because the, the original word was directly translated to adversary. You're just saying you, you're not, yes, yeah, Satan is, the Lucifer is known as Satan, but the word Satan just means adversary. And so he was telling Peter, you right now in your train of thought are an adversary to my goals and to my father's goals. Okay, so, so the way that you're coming about is to say that that he wasn't talking about Satan himself. but He wasn't talking about Lucifer. He was just calling Peter, right now you're being an adversary to God. Okay. Okay, he so... Have, he might have just been talking to Satan knowing that he was involved. Okay, so he was talking to Satan and not and not to Peter himself. He said Satan, knowing that Satan was influencing him. Okay. Answering your question, you said, what is possession? According to Webster's, it says it's the act of possessing or holding as one's own ownership or control of. So that would be different than influence. That's the working definition that most Christian scholars work with. Read it again. The act of possessing or holding as one's own ownership or control of. Okay, so, so it is ownership and control, an absolute control. Yeah. And that is where you have to understand then that possession is a much bigger standard if you're going to talk about. Think the demoniac in Guerrera, right? That guy that, that, that's out there cutting himself and, and running around in the, in the tombs, okay? So, so, so then we go, okay, so where, where do we leave Peter then? He's talking now. He's saying, no, he's not talking to Peter. He, he, he is... No, he's talking about talking about Satan. He's talking about Peter opposing the will of God or 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 or, or Jesus Himself in what he's doing. He's using the word for adversary, which is Satan. Uh, uh, the, the the other explanation that is being given is he's not talking to Peter. He's talking to Satan, who is using or influencing Peter's words, and 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 that is where where they're trying to go with that. Anybody else want to take a crack at that? Yes? No? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, go ahead. Peter does not yet have the benefit of the indwelling Holy Spirit, which was not given until after Christ ascended. Okay. So, uh, the question of whether a Christian can be demon possessed has to do with if the Holy Spirit is indwelling the believer, there is no room for. For Satan to take control of that same individual. In before Christ's crucifixion and ascension, Peter does not have the benefit of the indwelling of the comforter and the, the witness of the Holy Spirit uh, in his own. So Peter is going from his own understanding, which is a an understanding which comes which is contrary to the will of God. Okay, so 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 the point here then is similar to the point you made, which is, uh, you know, this is like this Old Testament stuff, not New Testament stuff. It is before the death of Christ, not after the death and resurrection. And there is a big difference in the way that 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 Christians, especially with the Holy Spirit, what 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 it means is in the Old Testament there was a visitation of the Holy Spirit. The Bible will say the Spirit came upon him, like with Samson. The Spirit came upon him, 
Uh, but but it, it didn't mean it stayed. After the great deed was done, it will take off. So that's what that, uh, that explanation comes from. Well, maybe we're talking about Peter before being uh, indwelled with the Holy Spirit and not Peter after he's indwelled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, go ahead. Huh. The, uh, Peter was a disciple. He's a follower of Christ. And when we come born again and get saved, and we have to learn God's ways. And Peter wasn't fully learned of all of God's ways, and he was learning. And then we learn how to obey God and disobey God to rightly divide the truth. And so he messed up what he said. And then sometimes I see Christian people, they're good Christian people, but they say things they shouldn't say or do things and because they're, they're still learning God's way. Okay. So, so this will go to, to the inability of, of Peter to, to yet comprehend uh, the gospel at a, at a deeper level and, 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 and all that. You know, so, <clears throat> so we got to move on from that one. Let me, let me just tell you, um, you know, this that is coming out right here, it's, it's part of the larger conversation when it comes down to these things. There's a very popular movie that came out recently that is called something like come out in Jesus name and it is it, it is popular and it has to do with what we're talking about right now <clears throat> and and in the expressions the most uh, the, the, the scholars go more with what what Linda is saying that when Jesus when Jesus was referring get the behind me Satan he wasn't referring to Peter as Satan himself, or Peter having Satan in his heart, or Peter being possessed by a demon, but that that he had allowed himself and his desires for the well-being of his friend and master Jesus, that he had allowed his words to come and become an adversary to the cross at that moment, because he is telling them, you don't need to suffer through those things to accomplish what you need to accomplish, and that it is those words that the Lord is referring to. And they, because in the context also says, <clears throat> it says, when the Lord tells Peter, you know, and upon this rock, it's in those concepts that you're going to find that he's obviously not going to base the church on Peter, uh, contrary to some big church that is believing that is based on Peter. He wasn't saying that he was going to build his church on Peter. When he said upon this rock, he was referring to himself. And when he called him Peter, he was talking about a little Peter, a, a little rock, not not Arkansas, but but a little rock, you know, and and and, and all that. Go ahead. Uh, huh. Anyway, when I'm acting carnal, I act like an unbeliever. And there are carnal Christians and there are believing Christians. It depends on their maturity in Christ as to whether they battle the devil more than, than others. Okay, so, so you know, it, this is something that is, a, is an expression, obviously, but there are, uh, we said it yesterday, there is demonic activity. We have to understand that. We have to accept that. You know, there are maybe some of you who are secessionists. I am not. I am not a secessionist. I do believe in, in, in all the things that the Bible says. Amen. And I do believe that they are for today. I don't believe that it stopped somewhere back 
in the, uh, uh, in the book of Acts. And the reason I don't believe it is because there's not one passage that says that. I have to use a cascade argument to go from this to this to this to this to this to try to get to secessionism. And I just don't think that you need all the calisthenics and all the gymnastics to get there. You know, the, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the same. He's still doing miracles and he's still doing everything. So I, I don't I don't believe in that. Good men, good teachers, good people come to a different conclusion. I just I just disagree with them. Uh, <clears throat> so when it comes down to demonic activity, there will be some that believe in evil, but not the evil one. And I believe that when you look at the scriptures and you look at different passages, you'll find the activity of the devil, even all the way through the Old Testament and all the way through the New Testament. You have Job and that whole conversation between God and <clears throat> between, between God and Satan about Job and being around him. We have the conversation between Jesus and Peter and telling him Satan has desired you to swift you. So Peter has been under the gun uh, of the devil. For, for some time and, and, and the attack that uh, sometimes I think it was because he was a loud mouth and he ran before he thought and he spoke before he thought. I, I identify with the guy. So, so <laughs> it's okay. But I do know that there were some problems that, that he created by doing those things. Now in the demonic activity then we have that whole deal. So we had to decide Judas. The Bible says that the devil entered his heart and that is the place of of, of control. Now, if it is the place of control, then where does remorse come from and why does he kill himself later? We know it's not repentance. Repentance leads you to the Lord, not away from him. Repentance does not lead you to kill yourself. That's not repentance. The Holy Spirit conviction draws you near unto God and God is a God of life, not of death. But, but you do have Judas and you have to get into the understanding of what happened to him and why did he get that into his heart, the, the, the ability or the idea that Satan entered into his heart. It is the same with Ananias and Sapphira and the whole expression that he was given to them. Uh, and, and that activity seems to be there. Now, let, 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 let's look at one, for example. You guys remember Ahab. Ben mentioned this yesterday. Ahab, you remember Ahab. Ahab was a wicked, wicked king, married to Jezebel, a wicked, wicked woman. At one point, the Bible says that Ahab was the worst, and another point we know that Jezebel was the worst. And how did they find each other? That's a match made in hell. But they found each other, Jezebel and Ahab, right? And the Bible says that God, God had decreed that God said, we're going to go after him and make him pay for all the things that he did. And we get a little glimpse into the heavenlies, remember? And, and the conversations go, and one says one thing, another one says another thing, another one says one thing, and one gets up. And he said, I will go and be a spirit of lying in the mouth of his prophets. That's a demon. That's not an angel. That's right. The Bible says that he doesn't tempt you with evil. The Bible says that Satan is the father of all lies. Not just a few. All of them. The ones that come out of us. And the ones that come out of that being that said, I will be a spirit of lying. And then he comes down and the prophets begin to prophesy to Ahab. Go, go, go. You're going to have victory. But it was a lie. 
a spiritual demonic lie born out of the pit of hell, allowed by God in judgment to that man. Evil activity in a preacher sermon and a preacher prophecy. That is scary to a preacher. Evil activity and a preacher speaking something. 400 can look at each other and say, how can we be wrong? And all of us 400 are saying the exact same thing. And there's one guy saying opposite to us. 400 against one. And the Bible says that the only one who was right was that guy named Micah. That all the 400 had received from the spirit of lying. Now, how did those guys get the spirit to control them and the other one didn't? Because they were there for the money. The Bible says they were hirelings. And so they will, kind of like a politician, put their finger up, up on the window. See what will, will, what will feed me better? What will make the offering bigger? What will, what will get it together in such a way? And how can I offend the least people? What do they want to hear? My audience is the king. All the king wants to hear that he's going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. It was a lie. Though. It was a lie. It didn't come from God. And it was a lie that was not a normal lie of a deceiver. It was a lie that was demonic. And I got to tell you something. I think that the spirit that was bothering those 400 prophets is very active today. It's a very scary thing to me. And I don't think that many of those preachers even know that by following popularity and by sensing what people want to hear and working it out that way, they have put themselves in the position of those 400 prophets. Yeah. You do not say what people want to hear. You say what God says. Yeah, amen. And let everything else fall, whatever it falls. Now, I'm not saying be antagonistic for free. Some people are just angry, bitter people. And they speak angry, bitter words. That's not what I'm talking about. That's your personality. I'm saying be sure that your source is God. Amen. God himself. So, so, so this man, in the, in the profound understanding of who he is, Ahab dies when the other man full of God says no. In fact, he told him, I'm not even a prophet if you come back from this trip. That's what he said. He said, Call me not a prophet if you come back. I'm telling you, you're not coming back. And he didn't come back. Because that is the seal. That's the thing that God does. God is ever so profound in, in the understanding of how we go to the power of God. Now, why am I mentioning these things? Because there are normal deceptions and there are normal sins and there are, you know, I'm not saying that they're good. I'm just saying that they are in the norm of what human behavior is and there is demonic activity. I believe, for example, that the explosion of pornography is not the normal sin of men, you know, uh, going away from God. I believe there's a demonic force before be behind that. The idea of erasing gender, that is not 
a human thing to me that is demonic. And when I have studied and studied where those things come from, that is where we come with a battle of understanding where we are. And I believe then that as we pursue after God, we're going to come to that conclusion in, in these conversations. And so obviously we have, we have Judas and we have some other men uh, like, like Ahab and we have some of the other people in the scripture like Ananias and Sapphira. And we have so many other things that we have to look to to understand how it works. But we run out of time again. So it doesn't really work to do it in the 15-minute thing. But I think he told me about three minutes ago that I'm at 16 minutes. I'm pushing 20. It has to be that. And I tell you what I said yesterday. We solved nothing. God bless you. Yeah, you were. Don't worry about it. Amen. It was good.